the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Forecast day, clouds the rest of the afternoon. Been mild, beautiful day, but getting a little chilly tonight, down to about 50. More clouds and rain, thunder showers actually expected to kick in and probably have some of that left over tomorrow morning before a little sunshine peeking through tomorrow afternoon. Getting cooler for the weekend, 57 the high than Sunday. Lots of sunshine and a high again around 57. 76ers are home tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock against Detroit. And the Flyers are at San Jose. I think they have one of the coolest logos in sports. That shark bite the hockey stick. 10.30 tomorrow evening. Eagles off this week. Their next game is uh, Sunday, the 11th, a week from Sunday, when they'll be taking on the Dallas Cowboys at home. 8.20 for that. Speaking of uh, the Cowboys and the Lions and the uh, all these different teams, we're looking forward to having Gary G. Cobb join us on the program. At some point during the hour here, he's uh, from gcob.com, and he's a longtime uh, football player and media guy and also loves the Lord a lot. So we'll talk a little Eagles football with him and uh, talk about a couple other things, too, with the election coming up next week. He actually ran for office at one point uh, in Jersey. We also are looking forward to a little chat with Jenny Cathcart. Jenny is the e-bike manager at General Motors. And they have a really cool challenge where you could actually win some nice uh, money and all that if you come up with a name for their brand uh, of, of e-bikes. We're going to talk about that a little bit. She's very busy, has a lot of phone calls she's making, but we'll chat with her. And we're also going to play for you uh, our final replay, if you will, of our conversation with Sarah Grove. Sarah was on with us last Friday for the whole hour, longtime uh, music, you know, music uh, musician, artist, whatever. And she's had 13 albums out. We've been featuring some of those this week. And uh, we'll give away a copy of one of her CDs and also qualify you to win her Greatest Hits collection. If you want to email yourself into the running, we'll also give away copies that way. Just email me, name, address, phone number to Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. And we'll just put Sarah Groves on there somewhere and we'll know that you're wanting to win her Greatest Hits CD. It's a two-CD collection. Uh, we're going to take a brief break, and then we'll come back at you with Sarah's uh, song, one of her songs, and play that uh, – play that. Uh, uh, sorry, give away the CD uh, that it comes from. Floodplain is what it's called. We'll get into that a little bit, and then we'll also continue with the program. We'll probably throw another gift card or two from Wawa before the program's over. And also want to remind you uh, we're continuing to uh, work with Transworld Radio and march along and make progress as we try to bring – uh, help to the Central Asia region. 60 million people potentially could be reached with this project. It's on our homepage if you want to go there, WFIL.com, and click on the Silk Road Transmitter Project banner, and you'll find out more about it there. All that coming up as we get underway this afternoon. It's a Friday edition of the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening.
408 AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Listening to the Tim DeMoss show. GCobb.com is the website that Gary G. Cobb runs, owns, operates, writes for. Hello, my friend. How are you? Doing great. How are you making out? Great. You know, uh, Gary, of course, for those tuning in, played for the Eagles in the 80s, as well as the Detroit Lions and Dallas Cowboys. They all come into play today as we chat because since we spoke last, first of all, the Eagles uh, with the win over in London, and now they're coming back to play the Cowboys a week from this Sunday, another team you played for, and then they made a trade with the Lions, you know, another team you played for in your career. So it all comes together. Golden Tate, the receiver the Eagles picked up. What do you think about that trade? Well, you know, I, I you know, as a player, you know, he, he's going to fit in because uh, he plays out of the slot. Uh, he's a guy they're going to utilize in different ways. Uh, get him on the field. They'll be throwing screens to him. They'll be throwing the ball to him downfield. And he's a great player for third down because uh, he's um, one of the top in the league when it comes to making catches on third down to get first down. So uh, I think he'll come in right away. And, and plus, he's, he's a mature guy who um, has a feel, he's uh, unselfish, and so I think he'll come in and fit in right away. So I expect big things out of him. It sounds good. Sounds like Carson Wentz is probably itching to to uh, start throwing to him, and I guess this is as great a time as any to make a trade where you have a little time to learn the playbook and that kind of thing. Uh, that's right. It, it fits in great in that uh, have some time. Plus, he's a veteran player. Most of the time, or most of the offenses in the league, uh, they might they have the same play. They call it something differently, uh, something different. Uh, <laughs> but they have the same play in their in their lineup um, in their offense. So uh, I think they'll be able to pick things up very quickly. It, it'll be kind of like um, learning a, lo- a new language because they have different things uh, that means you know uh, they have different terms and that sort of thing. But it's the same plays. Okay, you know it's funny as you say that. I was listening to people talk about it and wondering. They say, "Oh, it's the bye week, so." Oh, well, it'll be easy. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're, you are learning, you know, everyone's name and where everything is. And, I don't, you know, is it, even though it are the same, there is the, some of the same plays that called differently, is it still a little harder than people might realize to pick it all up? Oh, yeah. It, it's definitely harder than people realize because, you know, most people think that uh, it's just one or two phrases. They don't right. realize that, you know, you, you got in, you know, 200, 300, 400 plays. And um, yeah, you got to know you got to know exactly what you're doing in each one. And there are details that you have to know. So it, it, it's uh, it, it's it's a test. Uh, the most intelligent teams are the, are the teams that play the best. So, yeah, uh, it definitely you have to use your brain when you're playing the game of football, because, you know, and that's why I, you know, just from knowing what I know about. Uh, Golden, he, he's going to be fine there. He's going to come in right away and and pick up the offense. I think. Do you know much about him as a person in terms of how he'll fit in? He is he's thirty years old, right? So he's lived you know lived in the league a while, and like you said, he's a mature yeah. guy. Uh, but you can be thirty or forty and still not be a, a team player. Do you know much yeah, about him in that regard? Well, I I don't know a lot about him, but just what I do know is is a positive things. I I know like. What he does during the off season, I know that Zach Ertz is one of the guys he works out with during the off season, hmm. and Drew Brees is another guy he works out out in San Diego during the off season. And just knowing that those guys uh, and another guy is um, um, the Eagles uh, running back, um, 
who's a veteran who's been out. Um, Sproles. Sproles. Darren Sproles yeah. is another guy that he works out with. You know, th- these guys are pros. You know, they they they, <laughs> yeah. so they are uh, they want to win. Uh, they're unselfish. Uh, they play hard. They show up. They're totally prepared. You know, all those things you can assume are there because of who he works out with. Yeah. You know, he's a veteran player, and he's still making it a point during the offseason, you know, to, to be working out with these guys. That, that shows you the professionalism. That shows you a guy who is uh, smart and uh, a guy who uh, all likelihood can come in and, and, uh, and fit in and, and not miss, miss a beat. Chatting with Jer- uh, Gary G. Cobb, gcobb.com is where you can find him. Uh, Eagles themselves, 4-4. Four and four. Do you think this back and forth, up and down, left to right, right to left path they've been taking – is it going to continue, or do you think we might see a different Eagles team in the second half that wins maybe, say, six games instead of going four and four again or maybe five? Well, you know, of course, I, I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, but uh, the big thing is, you know, they have some injuries that are, are going to be challenging. You know, I, I don't think their tackles, I don't know that they're going to, you know, remain healthy. I, I, don't, I don't think it would be a stretch to say, you know, well, I don't know if these guys are going to be healthy because you got um, – Jason Peters, who is, you know, a laboring and got a leg that's uh, an injury that's kind of staying with him. Plus, he's near the end of the road when it comes to his career. So as guys get older, uh, they don't come back as quick from injuries. And you see the same thing with Darren Sproles. So uh, the Eagles have their work cut out for them because they're not totally healthy. Uh, Jalen Mills is also, uh, you know, laboring. He, He had an injury. Um, cornerback, so uh, I, I think it's going to take their best players, you know, like Carson Wentz, uh, like Ertz, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. They're going to have to have big games. They're going to have to take over games and lead them to victory. And they need the same thing on the defensive side with guys like Fletcher Cox and, and Michael Bennett. Uh, those guys are going to have to play great if they're going to, you know, just kind of cruise into the playoffs. And, and uh, at least go six and two, if not better. If they do that, it'll be because their best players have dominated. Yeah, and every year doesn't have to look the same. It doesn't have to have the same magic. It's probably a mistake to try to think you have to repeat the same way. You might sneak in the playoffs and still do a lot of damage. But uh, I do especially think, a yeah. season team, see, especially a season team, a team that's been through it before and has won. They know what it takes to win in the playoffs, so they could just. You know, get in at the la- on the last week, get in the door, and come in and ruin everybody else's po- you know a playoff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that- yeah, Gary G. Cobb, our guest, gcobb.com is where you can find him. On a completely different note, uh, you know, midterms are coming up next week. You ran for the Republican nomination for New Jersey's first congressional district a few years ago. Won that nomination. Yeah. Not the election itself, but you did win the nomination. Just out of curiosity, of, you know, what led you to run in the first place? What was that process like? As just as, regardless of Republican, Democrat, but just the idea of running for office occurring to you, I should try that. And, and what was the process like for you? Well, you know, the big thing is, you know, I, I really, um, you know, one of the things I do now is, I, you know, I'm involved with um, really mentoring and, uh, you know, uh, sharing really the gospel and, and other things with uh, with young people that are in prison because we have so many youngsters that uh that don't didn't have their parents the father wasn't involved in their life and so they've had challenges and they made mistakes and things and and, you know that's something that really just gets me going i I it's really bothered by uh 
by so many youngsters who, um, who really kind of wasted their life so far. And so you, you want to see people live fulfilling, fulfilling lives and things. And so that's kind of what pulled me into, you know, the whole thing with the politics, because I, I don't think it's been a help politically with some of the things that have been done, you know, um, you know, with the whole, you know, the uh, really the, the welfare program back started back in the 60s. And um, they've done major damage, I think, to, to a lot of families, hmm. you know. And so you don't have, if you don't have the family intact, it really damages and, and really cha- puts the kids in a challenging situation. See, the kids are in a challenging situation. And so uh, that's something that bothers me. And so I, I see some of the, you know, the politics that have, Played into it, and even now with with all of the um, the bitterness, uh, yeah. you know, it's always you know. I mean, it's, it's so polarizing, and uh, you know, I, I just want to see, especially uh, youngsters, uh, do well. That's the big thing for me, is you know, because they're our future, you know. And if if you're not, especially young men, you know, and I think young men need to be, you know, they need somebody that's going to uh, teach them and uh, and work with them and and uh, being, encourage them and, and, and believe in them. I think that that's the biggest thing uh, that uh, is challenging our country is that we've got so many young men growing up without their dads and they don't have anybody that's really there for them and, uh, mm-hmm. and get, being a good, uh, a good role model for them. And, and you know, that, that's the thing. And so that's why, you know, I, I, I always uh, been bothered by that. So I, 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 that's why I ventured into the politics in the first place. Just to even to, yeah, because you know there's the there is that role, and then there's the everyday life. I I've said on the air, I, you know, it's great to have the law behind you as much as possible as you're trying to bring about change. Yep. And at the same time, uh-huh. you know, what I'll ask people, what are you doing between times you 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 pull the lever on election day? What are you doing the other <laughs> the rest of your life? Because that's right. You know, that's you right. have plenty of, of even you maybe you can't change everybody the whole world, but you have the the life that God gives you day by day. So what are you doing with it? You know, so be encouraged, at least even if you don't, you know, have have a higher office or something that people like you're saying, you're working on mentoring. Is there anything official you do with that or? uh, Well, yeah, well, I, um, you know, I I really do it on behalf of uh, I'm over the the men's uh, prison ministry for my church, Living Faith Christian Center, which is over in Pensauk in New Jersey. Okay, you know, I I pretty much run that. And so, uh, in fact, you know, uh, I got I just got an award they gave me for uh, what did they say? Well, I'm the volunteer of the year for the uh, the New Jersey uh, correctional uh, system. So wow. uh, you know, working with the with the with the young men. So it, and it's something that you know I, I've been doing for you know as long as I can remember because see, my dad was always there. Um, he, he's one of the keys, you know, and really was there for for all of my brothers and sisters. Hmm. And and uh, you know, we didn't have to wonder, you know. What does it mean to be a man? You know, we we had we had somebody there we could model, and I, I know it's had a huge effect upon my life. And there's so many youngsters don't have that. That uh, I want, I, you know, I will fill in and uh, do everything I can to, to, to see that they have some some of that. Amen. That's great stuff. Yep. That's great stuff. Well, I yep. I, mm-hmm. I was <laughs> I was going to ask you if you'd ever thought about being a pastor, but you really kind of had, or did, had that ever come up as a possibility? Someone suggest you or ask you to be in that role officially or, you know, you, I know you love the yeah, Lord. Yeah, you and... know, I, I, I've been, yeah, I've been talked to about that and everything. You know, I, I just think that, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, 
that the football has given me the ability to kind of be an unorthodox pastor. Yeah. You know, maybe speak to some people who, you know, the uh, the other pastors can't speak to. But but because of the sports, you know, uh, there's so many youngsters. I get, you know, they're going to give me 15 minutes to sit there and look in my mouth, you know, to yeah. see every word. You can see them looking in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> because... You know, they're swallowing every word, you know, and it, it's amazing, you know, because of sports. And so to take that vehicle and to tell them, you know, I believe in you, you know, you can, you can do better than you're doing, you know, and I believe it. I, I think you've got great things in your future. You know, the kids, they need that. And to tell them, hey, you know what? I know a God that loves you and he sees great things in your future, hmm. you know, and to be able to tell them, and encourage them. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you might have made a mistake. You did some things wrong and everything, but you know that was in the past. You know, and you, you can make your future great. You know, but you got, you got some key decisions to make. And so to talk to them and, and to see kids get encouraged, and I can see, you know, like when we go up uh, every week, we're walking in there to into the uh, facility. You see the kids in there, kind of waiting, like, uh, like we're something good to eat. You know. <laughs> That's that's what I was thinking I mean, too. I think about food fairly often, so that's where my mind went too. Like, well, like well, you know, you know, young guys, you know, they they're in like they, they they can do a lot of things, but they're not missing any meals. So yeah. So you know, these youngsters, you know, they're they're enthused, somebody that would believe in them, and uh, you know, talk to them about hey, you know, you can do great things. You know, you got you got some, the ability to do some great things in your life, and uh, and that's what's exciting to me. I, I enjoy it, and it's really, I, you know, what you asked me about, you know, being a pastor. It's it's really, uh, like I said, kind of unorthodox, but uh, the, the Lord really, with the with football, has kind of opened some doors to me that I, I, I definitely uh, enjoy taking advantage of. Yeah, and and you're able to go places, uh, you know, that, that others won't, like you said, be able to go. Uh, even with yep. even amongst the media, you know, you're still doing the media thing and no, have opportunities no to share there too. You know, they respect you because you played it and you do your professional job as well post football. You know, just because mm-hmm. you're an athlete doesn't mean you can be a broadcaster, but you've done them both very successfully. So that carries some respect and, and a different ministry field than others will be, you know, can't get to. So, yeah, great. Well, and that people could pray for you along those lines. Anything specific, whether it's the ministry or, or life in general? Well, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I appreciate your prayers, you know, and, you know, the big thing is to, you know, just uh, make sure I'm making wise decisions. That's, that's the big thing is, you know, it's uh, walking with with God's wisdom and uh, and being wise because I do get, uh, you know, opportunities to, you know, uh, branch off and do different things. I just want to make sure that, that I'm where he wants me to be and, and everything else will take care of itself. Amen. Gary G. Cobb, our guest, played for the Eagles, Lions, Cowboys, broadcaster for a long time has gcob.com going and a lot of other things husband uh, and father as well so there's a lot of responsibility uh, what on about, you what about granddad <laughs> i wrote that's right what how is that aspect i heard it's pretty good i'm not there yet but i heard it's good because you can also give the kids back right oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's, it's a it's a good time and uh you know it, it's just amazing you know how the years go by you know i uh, and sometimes, you know, I, I will uh, tell my grand, you know what, don't be so loud about it. You know, <laughs> hey, granddad, hey, hey, shh. <laughs> you don't need to be so loud. <laughs> what, just swallow a megaphone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How true. You know, but but uh, you know, it's 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 great, you know, uh you know, when they're excited to see you at the same time you say, you know, do we need to tell everybody? <laughs> That's great. Gee, thanks for your time again. Great to talk with you. We'll catch up again before the season's done, if that's all right with you. All right, Tim. All right, God bless you. All right, Gary G. Cobb. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll come back more. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. Hey, I know that guy. 428 AM 560 WFIL. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL and WFIL.com. Man, we uh, that was a good chat with Gary Cobb. G. Cobb. By the way, uh, the hardest working producer in Philadelphia between, used to be 9 to 5, now it's 4 to 5. But, yeah, well, it's still 4 to 5, Joe, uh, has... Worked very hard, and now the podcasts of this fine broadcast are available. So we started early last month. Uh, actually, no, back in September. No, it's a couple of months ago. And so you're welcome to go to our website, WFIL.com, and click on the, uh, the the top bar. You'll you'll find the podcast. It won't take long. And you can search through and look for different uh, topics. And, you know, typically we have a couple of different guests each day, sometimes three or four, sometimes one. Just depends on the day. But help yourself and search around. And feel free to share that with your friends if you're enjoying the program. Uh, feel free to you know pass the word along. Let somebody know that we're here. We're trying to have a blend of local and national and different topics in the areas, and certainly uh, folks who know the Lord, love the Lord, that whole thing, and sharing their faith, and uh, but also you know community leaders and um, in inviting you to call in as well and participate as we have opportunities. So we're still forming where we're going, but so far it's been good. And it's been great to do some giveaways and meet people that way as well, and we'll do uh, something like that before the program is over. I mentioned we were going to have Sarah Groves on. Uh, to wrap up our time, uh, replaying a little bit of an interview we did last Friday and give away one of her CDs but uh, earlier. But then uh, G. Cobb was available, so we, we went with him. And since the Sarah part is uh, taped, we're going to just play that back for you here in a moment. But before we do any of that, uh, forecast today, cloudy and getting some rain kicking in uh, not too long from now, probably. Could have a couple of thunder showers even this evening. Uh, had a nice mild day, but dropping to about 50 tonight. Then staying kind of cloudy and a little shower action tomorrow morning. Maybe some sun by the afternoon, but cool tomorrow and Sunday. 57 the high both days. Difference being on Sunday, lots of sunshine. Sixers home tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock against Detroit. Flyers are at San Jose at 10.30 tomorrow evening. And the Eagles, of course, off this week. Next game is Sunday the 11th. They'll be home against Dallas in Sunday night football. It's 4.30, and uh, I mentioned at the top of the hour how we have one of our guests this hour, uh, a cool thing. Her name is Jenny Cathcart. She's the e-bike manager at General Motors, and they have something going called the e-bike brand challenge. Interesting stuff. You could actually win a lot of money doing this sort of thing, but first things first, And it's, uh, Jenny's having a busy day calling a bunch of stations, so I just want to uh, have her on here and have a few minutes to find out more about this e-bike challenge and learn about what the e-bike is all about. Hello, Jenny. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great today. <laughs> you have a busy day going, don't you? Absolutely. Well, let's jump in. For for starters, what's this? Uh, what is an e-bike, or what will it be? How far along in development is that whole e-bike thing? Well, General Motors announced today that we are bringing two electric bikes to market in 2019. Okay. One is a folding model, and one is a compact model. Wow. And these bikes are innovative, 
and they're connected, and they have a number of um, integrated safety features. Okay. Now, the e- there's an e-bike brand challenge that you want to talk about and we want to ask you about. Uh, how does that work, and, and what do people have to work with in terms of if they're going to be involved in this challenge? What do they need to know? Well, first of all, they need to know that what we're looking for is a brand name for our line of electric bikes. Okay. And so what we're trying to do is tap into the brain power and creativity of hopefully our future customers so that we can help create this new brand. And so we're asking people to go to www.ebikebrandchallenge.com from now until Monday, November 26th, okay. and to submit up to 10 different brand name ideas. Ah, see. And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And um, the winning entry gets $10,000, and nine runners-up get $1,000 each. Okay, now we're chatting with Jenny Cathcart, the e-bike manager at General Motors. Um, would you say the term e-bike is more generic in terms of like it's a concept type of transportation like the car and then GM has a specific kind of car or truck is, you know, truck is generic and Silverado is specific. Is it more like that where e-bike is a thing and now you want people to help name these lines? So electric bikes are a whole category of bikes okay, and they have a lot of different purposes. Yeah. And so just like traditional bikes, you'll see some electric bikes that are designed for performance road or for mountain bikes. The bikes that we're designing are for urban commuting. So the idea is they could be a great first or last mile solution. Let's say maybe your commute is six miles into work. This can be a great way to go because if you're on an electric bike, it means that no hill is too big. It feels like you always have the wind at your back and you arrive and you're sweat free. So it's a pretty cool solution that lets you get some exercise, have some fun, but still show up looking crisp and clean. <laughs> that sounds good. What do we know kind of along with that? What do we know? You mentioned the compact and the folding. Are there When they go to the website uh, to check it out, are they going to be able to kind of see a little bit? I mean, if you're asking me to name something, do I have a visual all to work with or, or at least know what, the, what it's made out of and that kind of thing? Absolutely. So if you go to the website, and again, that's www.ebikebrandchallenge.com, you can see photos of the bikes. Um, You can learn about some of the cool features. So, for example, you'll see that the bikes come with rechargeable front and rear LEDs. Um, You'll see that they are connected, and you'll see that they actually have a proprietary motor made by General Motors. So basically, we've built these bikes from the ground up. Wow, that's pretty cool. You know, who would have thought? You, you think about email, you think about Skype, and the future is, you know, is coming, and a new innovation like this is happening. The timeline, tentative timeline for the e-bike, you're saying even as soon as next year? Is that- yep, all I can say right now is 2019. Okay, right. All right, well, that's and then the timeline again for people if they want to enter the e-bike brand challenge the end of November. November 26th, was it you said? That's correct. Okay. Very good. Well, that's a lot of good info. It's it's interesting. Is there, is there anything else as we wrap up? Uh, uh, anything just what we know about the concept of the e-bike at this point, why it would be such a, an advantage? So the e-bikes really tap into General Motors' electrification engineering know-how and the design talent, and they use automotive-grade testing. 
and they pulled in great minds from the bike industry to design something that is really unique and really innovative and is so much fun to ride. So I can't wait for you to get to try it and for your listeners to try them as well. That sounds good. Jenny Cathcart, e-bike manager at General Motors and and down the road. Is that thought out yet where they might be able to buy these eventually? Well, Well, we'll have a lot more to tell on that front in 2019. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you, Jenny. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Jenny Cathcart, e-bike manager, General Motors. If you want to look into that, get creative and maybe walk away with some money too. Ebikebrandchallenge.com is how you can find out more. Just a kind of a neat little segment to know what's coming. It's kind of cool to see that it's a world that's developing and some ideas are fantastic and amazing and other ideas never pan out. But imagine being the person who have named, say, Facebook or you came up with the name Amazon. You know, that comes with the, if you name their brand, uh, their their line of uh, of e-bikes. That'd be kind of cool later on to say, yeah, I was on a game with that idea. Because I said you can come up with 10 ideas to submit if you want. Again, the deadline for that, November 26th. And one more time, the website for that, ebikebrandchallenge.com. All right, a little conversation with Sarah Groves coming up in a moment. Chance to win her CD. Also, uh, wow, a gift card or two will be in the mix before we wrap things up this afternoon. Still got plenty of time. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 439 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. By the way, that Gospel for Asia opportunity... If I'm not mistaken, today's the last day for that or tonight at midnight or whatever. So if you would like that free book, Revolution in World Missions, and that free uh, Gospel for Asia 2018 Christmas catalog, just go to WFIL.com and click on the banner there, and you'll get both of those absolutely free. I'm pretty sure, though, that the second, which is today, right? I think today is the last day for that. So sometime today, tonight, WFIL.com for that. Uh, want to get to our Sarah Groves conversation and giveaway. Sarah was on our program a week ago, and we had the whole hour with her. She's really great, very gifted, godly lady, and she has 13 albums uh, in her catalog, if you will. Started about 20 years ago, was an English teacher, grew up in a musical home, was not setting out to be an artist. Uh, I talked to a lot of musicians over the years where they've worked hard and they're trying to become you know, a band and have a, a larger following and all that. But that was not Sarah at all. She's kind of the opposite. Uh, but she always had musical gifting, and so she, has, as it turned out, the Lord has used her in that way. Her first CD was called Past the Wishing. Her second one, was, which is when I started to hear about her, was called Conversations, which is still my favorite of the 13. And then All Right Here was her third. We gave those away this week. Uh, she's had a couple other ones, including one called Add to the Beauty, which we gave away yesterday. And today we want to give away her most recent uh, – she has two in the last couple of years. One's called Floodplain, and so we're going to give that one away today in just a few minutes – want to give you a little insight into what came about with uh, you know, Floodplain and how that whole album um, happened. And Sarah talked about this being one of the albums that if she had to kind of summarize things of the 13, this is one of three she would recommend people would uh, you know, pick up and listen to. So in any case, this is our conversation a little bit that we had with Sarah last week on the CD Floodplain. There was four years between Invisible Empires and Floodplain, and that was a, a time Troy was speculating about taking a new job and, and our whole, everything we were doing was kind of shifting and changing with um, just the way music, you know, the music business has gone and everything. We were working really hard, but just the, you know, people streaming music and it was just kind of like, all right, we have to reorient and find different, different paths and yes, things. Right. But along with all of that, I was having some health issues and some things were happening, but 
I had said about the faith experience earlier in my late 20s, I had a faith crisis, and that had, you know, written all that music about other side of something and added the beauty and come through that and then really entered into our, our IJM days where we're working with International Justice Mission and just seeing God's redemptive work in the world in a real powerful way. And then I just, because of health and a number of things, hit a very low season, and I've struggled on and off with some depression yeah. Uh, but just hit a, a patch where I could not bootstrap my way out of it. And and I just had to confront that part of myself that I still was hanging on to a lot of what I call bootstrap mentality or bootstrap theology. And I just really ran into that like a brick wall. And I was I was not productive. I was not able to kind of function the way I had always been able to function. And I was confronted with this. Um, I just thought, I do not want to write a record about depression. You know, I just almost refused to do it, even though I was really daily dealing with that, that reality and um, and manifesting all the things, you, all the cliches you hear, you know, but it was just real. I, I was just nailed to the ground. And so so in processing that one day, I was running along the Mississippi River and I was getting lots of good advice from people, which all things I think are true. I need to eat well. I needed to read my Bible and say these, you know, remember these verses and run and get some endorphins going. And I was doing, I was trying to do all those things. And yeah. one day and, and praying, you know, I said during that stretch, it was a good two year stretch. And I said, no one is praying more. I, when I prep a friend, you know, I need, you need to do this or do that. And it's like, you know, no one is praying more than I'm praying about this. Like I want relief. I was waking up every day to what I call the churn, just feelings of conflict for no reason, just a, a dire feeling of of heaviness. And so I, um, and I come, I see seen it in my family, but there are people in my family that struggled on and off with depression. And so I have a new understanding and a new empathy for people that, um, well, as I, I ran along the Mississippi river, I was running to kind of, again, get the endorphins going and all that. And I looked down on the Mississippi river and saw this, a homeless man set up on the water he was off to my left and off to my right uh, in St. Paul is built on a bluff. And at the top of the bluff is the James J. Hill house. And James J. Hill was a, was a railroad baron and like just a picture of success, this huge mansion at the top of the bluff. And I'm looking at the homeless guy and the mansion on the bluff. And I'm thinking, maybe I'm just, I need to move up the bluff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, how, to, how do you actually do that? And I just felt like I was asking kind of praying and well, what do you make of this guy down here, you know? Um, and then I just started thinking about him, about this homeless man and how he probably very most likely struggles with mental illness and is up against some things that are, that we just don't understand and don't have any space for. And he's not useful in the way that we like useful things, you know, useful equals good. And yet God sees him and sees that he is good. And so uh, as I ran, I just like, began to weep and which is awesome to run and weep <laughs> but I started to I was asking Lord you know what do you make of me am I just not trying hard enough am I and I just felt the way that I do hear the Lord I just felt a very that that voice Sarah I've got folks all over I've got folks on the floodplain I've got people that they struggle daily I've got folks on the bluff I've got folks at the top you know and I've got, this isn't identity in Christ. You're like, this does not reflect your identity in Christ. And so there was such a powerful sort of reworking of my, even though I knew certain things about God and believed certain things about my theology or whatever, it, it kind of at a very deep level made a shift in me. 
And I saw that God was empathetic to me, that he was not judging me in this place. And um, and that lots of people find themselves in a place where all they can do is call out for a boat. They cannot bootstrap. They can't pull any harder. Uh, because of poverty, because of the hand of the oppressor, because of mental illness, some people find themselves up against it. And you have to call out for a boat. You have to ask. The, that's the best you can do. And so I began to pray for boats and um, and just get the help that I needed. Uh, you know, basically accept that I needed help. And um, and then that was the beginning of, of my journey. It, and I, it's not a perfect metaphor because I don't say, like, am I always on the floodplain? Am I sometimes on the bluff? I don't know. I do tend to struggle with I have, you know, good days and bad days. But the way that God views me, it changed, you know, and the way that I felt he was looking at me and the way I began to view others in my life who struggled with depression, uh, I began to see and celebrate. Look what, you're, look what you've done. You wake up every day with extra rocks in your backpack and look what you've accomplished. Look what you've done. This is a story of, this is a good story, you know, um, and 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 then to see and meet people and be a boat, you know, to come and and not give platitudes and and sometimes not, maybe not helpful advice, but sometimes you know, to, uh, what do you need here in this place? How can I how can I love you well while you're here? And um, so I just that it was such a beautiful time of recognizing that God was not that He was with me. He was He was very much with me. And so I, I wrote the record, and a friend of mine, when she first heard it, she called me and said, um, Sarah, this record's not about depression. It is about provision. And it was. It was it's about the um, accepting that help and that armada of friends and, uh, in the form of God himself and friends and, and actual therapy and help, you know, uh, that, that were part of my story of, like, figuring out um, how to live in my body and how to move forward. And so... Um, so that record just, it, it kind of helped me verbalize something I had been dealing with from the very beginning. And again, I feel like conversations added to beauty, floodplain, they kind of speak to the narrative of my life, which is, in this world we will have trouble, but he overcomes the world. He's, he's here, he's embodied, uh, he is Emmanuel, God with us, and... Um, how does all of how does prayer work and faith work and all those things? I don't understand it, but I do trust his person and I trust his character and who he says he is in the world. Sarah Groves on our program last week. What a great uh, st- statement she's making. There's just a lot of statements too at, uh, about her floodplain CD. I think that's her twelfth uh, of thirteen. We're going to play a little song from that for you now called Second Guess Girl." And when it's over, we'll give away a copy of Floodplain and also qualify you for Sarah's greatest hit CD called The Collection. It's a two-CD set. So let's fire up uh, Second Guest Girl. This is some Sarah Groves' Floodplain CD. Be ready to call after it's over to win this CD. AM560 WFIL. Is it time for a speech or for silence? Are you calling for peace or defiance? Is it darkening counsel or wisdom? We all perpetrators of victims. Is this childlike, simple road history? Is it complex, deciphering mystery? Is this blessing or ill gotten wealth? Am I speaking for God or myself? It's a hard world for a second guest girl. 
inside We not of this world We're just painfully out Is it time for free grace Or tough love Or little of all the above It's a hard world For a second guess girl Sarah Groves and second guest girl from her CD Floodplain. 800 560 WFIL right now if you'd like to win a copy of that CD. 800 560 9345. Again, 800 560 9345 right now to win a copy of Sarah's CD Floodplain. We'll come back after the break and we'll also give away a little Wawa gift card action. It's all happening here on AM 560 WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 455 AM 560 WFIL, the Tim DeMoss Show, waning moments. Going to try and shoehorn a couple of things in here. Uh, before I forget, a minute ago, you heard a little uh, blurb about the Family Life Weekend to Remember Marriage Conference coming in a couple of weekends. Uh, that, by the way, is whether your marriage is going pretty well or not as well. It's not about one kind or the other. The conference actually should be a very helpful time uh, in terms of reconnecting, encouragement, practical messages. And uh, if you're going to go, make sure to remember the word weekend, because if you register through our website, they'll give you $100 per couple off that registration cost if you just enter the promo code weekend. When you go through the WFIL site. So click the weekend to remember fall 2018 banner at WFIL.com. Enter promo code weekend and a hundred bucks comes right off the cost. So uh, that's that. Now I want to congratulate uh, several of our winners. We've had Ossie from Yaden, Ginny from Feasterville, Susan from Williamstown, uh, all winning Sarah Grove CDs this week. And we also, uh, are drawing out of our email pile here. And Grace from National Park is going to pick up the uh, greatest hits from Sarah Groves, her collection CD. So congratulations to you, Grace. We'll mail that out to you. And uh, it's been a good week of being able to hear 
Sarah and her heart and also share her music and give copies of that away. If you want to find out more about Sarah, it's simply sarahgroves.com. And it's uh, no H in there, just S-A-R-A, Groves, sarahgroves.com. So congratulations to all our winners. And before we wrap up, we have one minute left. Want to give away a Wawa gift card if you'd like to win one. It's a $5.60. Kind of help yourself to a few cups of coffee as the weather starts to get colder this weekend. We've had a nice balmy kind of situation for a couple of days, but it's going to get colder. If you want to win one of those, give me a buzz right now at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. And we'll hook up a random listener with one of those Wawa gift cards. It has been fun to mail those out to folks like George and Elverson, Adrian and Bear, Delaware, Pamela in Philadelphia, Ruth in Huntington Valley, uh, Navin in Doylestown, Valerie in Pottstown. They've all been winners this week on the Tim DeMoss program. And, you can do the same thing, get yourself in the running, and uh, give a quick buzz, 800-560-WFIL. I think we have one personal grab here. Hello, what's your name? Hi, my name's Christy. And where are you from? Free Lane. Hey, we want to make you a winner. Is that okay with you? Woo, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You listen to the station very often? Yes, I do. Well, I'm glad you were listening now because now you get a little little free coffee action. So we'll hook you up, okay? We'll get your info off the air and mail it out to you on Monday, okay? Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to WFIL. Jim uh, Max Max 413 Ministries. Go to pray next. And then Truth for Life with Alistair Begg. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.